Hi, this is Jamie Court. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog, and we're here with the Rage for Justice Report, our weekly podcast where we talk about what we're doing to expose, confront, and change. I'm really lucky today to have with us the executive director of Consumer Watchdog, Carmen Balber, and the litigation director of Consumer Watchdog, Jerry Flanagan. And we're going to talk about what we've accomplished this year and what we're going to do next year to make things better for people all across the country and here in California. So, Jerry, let's get to it. We, uh, we had a, a big uh, victories on the uh, legal front this year. Let's, let's start with the uh, ways that uh, we have given people more control over their data, over their personal data, and we prevented insurance companies and other large corporations from taking that control away. Uh, so big victories this year over big data, insurance companies using information about us in order to charge us more or deny us care. So a couple big victories on the uh, auto uh, and homeowners front here where, for example, farmers was using our information in particularly our uh, our adherence to their products, the fact that we kind of were customers for years and years against us to charge us more. There was a big ex- expose on the companies and uh, farmers agreed to stop the practice. We have a new um, uh, a piece of litigation in front of the Department of Insurance against Allstate. And uh, the companies basically can't use information about us in order to charge us more. They only can charge us more based on our uh, exposure to risk and our accidents and um, how we build our homes. And they can't. And so that's a big victory there to, to move that off the uh, off the uh, insurance company's agenda. Um, and also a big victory related to State Farm as well, where the company had to file its underwriting guidelines. These are the secret rules they use to determine how our rates are going to increase. So, you know, another example uh, this year of insurance companies using data about us in ways they can't. And the good news here in California under Proposition 103, uh, obviously authored by Harvey Rosenfield, Consumer Watchdog founder, uh, those types of practices are illegal. And and we have new uh, illegal activity uh, coming into play next year because of the passage of Prop 24, which was the privacy initiative that uh, Consumer Watchdog uh, got behind to help support and was passed by voters uh, in November. Uh, Carmen, why don't you talk a little about Prop 24 and both uh, what protections it secured, what protections it put in place? Well, yeah, if uh, anyone listening now has listened to any of our podcasts before, they are probably familiar with Prop 24, which is the big online uh, data protection initiative that we supported in uh, at the ballot in November 2020 and uh, passed with strong support of Californians. It gave California, uh, who already had the strongest privacy protections in the nation, even stronger protections over the use, sale, and manipulation of our data. Um, The big thing uh, that Prop 24 did uh, was prevent, allow us to prevent companies from using our most sensitive information, our health information, our union membership, our religion, our sexual orientation, our race, um, in, uh, in order to sell us products, choose whether or not we were good enough to sell products to and uh, and sell us uh, to uh, the competition. And so uh, Prop 24 created these great new uh, privacy protections for sensitive data. It also created a brand new privacy commission that's gonna be in charge of regulating privacy in California going forward, enforcing our new protections and making sure that companies aren't breaking the law. And so going forward into 2021 and 2022, one of the big things that we're gonna be doing 
is working uh, to get that privacy commission off the ground, up and running, uh, to make sure that when companies do violate our privacy, do violate these new privacy protections, that uh, someone that there's a cop on the beat, that someone is there to make sure uh, that they're held accountable. And that's particularly true with children, right? There's a there's a tripling of the fines for uh, taking children's information. A tripling of the fines for stealing uh, children's information. And another big thing that Prop 24 did was say that if a data breach occurs, if your data is stolen and a company didn't do enough to protect you uh, from that leak of your information, they didn't have strong enough security protections, that you are able to sue them uh, right away. It used to be under the current law that um, a com- you would have to notify a company and they'd have 30 days to fix the problem. Uh, and never really be held accountable. Um, Prop 24 changed that as well, allowed us to hold a company accountable from day one if they didn't do enough to protect our data. And that's a huge incentive to making companies implement the security protections uh, we need. Um, uh, right now, we're in the middle of what uh, the government is saying is one of the largest uh, data hacks uh, in the history of the country. And so it only drives home uh, the need for those security protections. So big new step forward for Californians. And in fact, uh, talking about hacks, we did pull off a hack of a Tesla, uh, uh, and it's on video at youtube.com uh, forward slash consumer watchdog if people want to watch it. And that that was meant to show how there is not security in the, the connections between our cars and um, the, the the companies that are, are, are sending wireless digital signals to our cars how they're not encrypted all the time. So our connected cars are increasingly at risk. And one of the big things on our agenda next year is going to be to put in standards in America that are standards already uh, uh, being developed by the United Nations and that are going to apply to the EU and in Asia to create connected cars that are safer, that uh, are encrypted with car companies investing in the right type of encryption. Because we've always predicted over the last year and a half that um, the connected cars are the next big, big uh, the next potential big fleet-wide hack that a foreign actor, a hostile actor, can 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 um, can take over, and and we showed it by taking over a, a Tesla. So uh, that's that's on the horizon. Jerry, we had some big victories on, on the front in healthcare with with COVID in the air. Um, it was really important because these victories protected us against healthcare discrimination, protected people with HIV against discrimination. So um, what are some of these victories uh, going to mean for people? A uh, big shout out to the legal team. We, 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 we wrote two Russian novels worth of uh, legal briefing to the Ninth Circuit on a case where HIV uh, patients uh, were fighting CVS for making it difficult to obtain their uh, life-saving medications. And we were able to get the Ninth Circuit to turn that case around and, and greenlight that case going forward. So a big victory um, just uh, in the last week and a half or so. Relatedly, going forward, the issue in the air for COVID is what happens when a person with a pre-existing condition or a disability, and you know most pre-existing conditions or many chronic pre-existing conditions um, can be legally defined as disabilities if they're if they're significant enough. And the issue facing Americans right now is when I if I go to the hospital for treatment for my pre-existing condition during the pandemic, what happens? And the, the, we've heard reports. There's actually an NPR story this morning about uh, in Oregon doctors turning people away simply because they have a diagnosis of a certain pre-existing condition or a disability, and that's not okay. Um, 
civil rights laws don't stop simply because the pandemic began. And the, the duty for a doctor uh, under the pandemic is you can't just turn people away because they have a pre-existing condition. You have to do an individualized assessment and say, okay, this person has, in the case of our client, uh, in the case right now, has HIV and he's had HIV for 34 years, but they um, have done everything correct. And you basically, because they've been taking their meds, they have no immunosuppression. This person should not be turned away. Similarly, you know, if you have a heart condition or even an intellectual disability or physical disability, the concern is, is that hospitals and doctors, if they have to start triaging, would certain, just turn folks away simply because they have a pre-existing condition uh, without doing the required individual assessment. So big victory at the, uh, at the, at the, the Ninth Circuit that kind of great, lays the legal groundwork uh, for the work going forward. Uh, we have a new case against an Orange County doctor and um, a medical group uh, as part of the uh, new work into 2021 about how folks with pre-existing conditions are treated during the pandemic and the requirements on doctors to do uh, a full uh, individualized assessment. I also want to note that uh, we had another big victory in 2020 uh, where Anthem in a settlement uh, has um, agreed that going forward that when it changes its in and out of network uh, uh, doctor specialists, that if it's gonna make a significant change and only limit you to certain types of doctors, it has to make that clear in its filings and make it clear that if you're gonna renew your policy, you may have only, in some cases, uh, access to only in-network doctors and not out-of-network doctors. Obviously, with the COVID in the background, and if you have a significant condition or if you have need treatment for COVID, um, you want to know which doctors you have the right to go to. And now we have new protections in place under that settlement to make sure we're getting the information we need to choose which coverage is best for us. Well, transparency is a really big deal. Uh, one of the things we did this year, Carmen, was uh, worked on qualifying of the Fairness Act for the ballot, uh, which is going to be uh, on the ballot in 2022, but it's going to be a sea change uh, for people who are injured uh, by medical negligence, who are suffering under the most regressive law in California and the nation. Uh, briefly, can you just talk about the, 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 what we're doing next year to prepare for the Fairness Act uh, and what, what it's going to mean for people when it goes on the ballot? Yeah, this is a, it's a good end of your topic because at basically exactly this time last year, we announced we had started signature gathering uh, for this measure that would update our 1975 law in California. It's 45 years old. Um, that limits compensation for victims of medical negligence, um, even um, when they're catastrophically injured or even uh, even killed. And um, as Jamie said, uh, we are going to be on the November 2022 ballot with that measure now. And we've been working with patients across the state uh, to gather their stories, to tell their experiences about, number one, uh, why medical negligence um, does such harm to a family. I mean, we can all guess if we lose a loved one, it's terrible, but it's even worse uh, when that death could have been prevented. And that's uh, that's what medical negligence is. And then uh, families' harm is compounded uh, by the fact that the legal system prevents them from ever getting justice uh, for their loved one's death. And we've been hearing more and more this year from uh, families uh, in communities of color who really see uh, this uh, medical negligence problem first off, and then also the cap as a symptom of the systemic racism in the healthcare system that 
Uh, number one means that people of color get worse quality health care um, often. And that number two, um, they are more likely to be locked out of the justice system uh, when they do get harmed. So we've been working with these families um, in communities across the state. Uh, we have someone in nearly every uh, Senate district in the state of California um, to tell their stories um, and start building the pressure to get that measure passed in, in 2022. So that's going to be a big, uh, big push in, uh, in this coming year. And people can go to our uh, website, consumerwatchdog.org backslash injured patients, consumerwatchdog.org backslash injured patients, and click on any Senate district and see the story in video form, the pictures, um, and the written form of the story for a, a patient in every Senate district. These are the families going to be leading the struggle. Well, guys, it's been a big year. I want to thank you both for all your hard work, and um, I'm looking forward to fighting with you next year for more. Uh, in addition to everything we talked about, we're we're working on um, oil uh, drilling regulation in the state to create a 2,500 setback set back between where an oil well is drilled and a home or a school or community begins. Uh, we're going to have a, that rule out from the uh, administration before the end of the year. Hopefully, it'll have the 2,500 foot number, and we're going to have uh, have that finalized by summer. We're working to stop fracking. We're working to um, change uh, the recycling laws so that people get more of their money back and so that we can uh, protect the earth and, 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 and not put uh, plastics in the ocean. So we're doing an awful lot. We appreciate you all for your support, uh, your end-of-the-year contributions, your tax-deductible contributions support all our work. We're a staff of only 14 people. We're doing an awful lot. Our staff works really hard. We're really grateful for whatever uh, contributions you can share with us. Again, this is Jamie Court, and I am the president of Consumer Watchdog. You've been listening to the Rage for Justice Report. You can download this podcast on um, on uh, on in the Apple uh, Podcast Store, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. Thanks for listening, and have a great New Year's.